right, hello and welcome to Blaster Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding. I'm your host, Mike Stotes. Here on Blaster Negotiations, we cover sports and some other news bits while consuming adult beverages. The topics don't really get harder to debate, but the panel's ability to speak English may. With this in mind, let's meet our panel and hear their opening statements. Let's start off with last week's big loser, a 15-time loser on episode three, Cade Weilemann. Tell the people something. A 15? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you got to re-listen to the end of that last episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, what ha- that's what happens when you call them out. Yeah. Shut yeah. up. It's shut- so bad. Shut up. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's going on this week, everybody? Um, Hotty Toddy from my Ole Miss Rebels taking home the national championship last weekend. I've been on cloud nine um, all week for that. So it's been an exciting week um, off for the fourth for this entire week. So not going to do a whole lot, but really excited to just relax uh, before the NFL season gets going. Um other than that, not too much going on, really. Um, no, just really excited to get this episode going and debate with Ryan Benner. Calling him out already. That's wonderful. I love it. I love it. Let's hear the opposite side of that call out. Ryan, what you got for the people? He forgets that there's someone else on this episode that probably puts him in his place more than I do. I'm just saying. I just leave him <laughs> out. I do it on purpose. Uh, what's up, everybody? Um, it's It was another... It was a pretty decent week, and it was actually a pretty decent week for myself personally. Like Cade, I'm celebrating a championship. My Colorado Avalanche had uh, beaten Tampa Bay Lightning in six and brought Lord Stanley back home to Mile High City. It's been a good week. I don't remember going to bed last Sunday night. Um, resulted in a three-day hangover that I'm still recovering from. I swear I'm still recovering from. It's just don't get old, boys and girls. Um and I say that because I'm still in my mid-20s. But one thing that kind of put some, you know, was got me like more energetic and just laughed my ass off this week was the Radio Shack Twitter account. Um, so apparently, for those that you don't know, that don't know, apparently Radio Shack got bought out by this guy that is trying to turn it into a crypto company. And it's like a lot of people are calling him out and saying, like, you know, this dude's this dude's a like a professional scammer he's been caught so many times he's just he's just using radio shack to rip people off because it's a name brand and so that's his whole apparently that's his whole game plan but he's got a social media intern that is just running wild um on twitter like i i'm gonna read two of the tweets for you i, I can't read everything do it uh, no, because I if, if we want sponsors at some point on this show like this they will frown upon on this one segment but uh, this was the response into the tweet that made the account go viral. He said, uh, Radio Shack intern here. I wanted to take a set to reflect on my post. I know you're expecting me to say I'm in my wildest, in my wildest dreams. I never thought that tweet would go viral and to apologize. But I did because I know that shit was fire as fuck. No, we didn't get hacked. And no, I'm not fired. Buckle up, bitch. Oh, that's not even so the tweet I saw. Well, that. Wait for tweet- it. Well, he just he just kept going on and on. Next tweet I saw from him was like, taking the second half of an edible after feeling nothing from the first half is always a bad idea. This chocolate bar got me out of here fighting for my fucking life. That's not the one either. Well, I can't. Caleb, I can't read the other tweet. <laughs> like, it's, it was bad. 
Yeah, something about squirting was the other one. I don't. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I assumed it. I assumed it was a water gun. Yes, he was talking about squirting sure. a water gun. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like sure. you do. <laughs> this kid is going off. He's gonna get signed somewhere big. Oh my gosh. Oh, should I should I just read the third one? Do it. Please do. We're already in the hole. Let's do it. A thing about yesterday, I see whole tits on TikTok daily, and I got put on Twitter parole for talking about marrying squirters. Elon Musk, when we making moves, fam, the new generation of Twitter is here, and I'm going to champion the fuck out of it for you, G. Hey, I want to marry a girl that's into water guns, too. Like, there's no, there's no problem with that. Yeah. Like, what, what's the problem with running around some super soakers? Absolutely. But, no, I mean, it's just the Radio Shack Twitter account is an absolute out of control scenario right now and it's i'm gonna go give it a follow right now exactly that's what i was about to say go follow it and just track this out can i like i'm gonna like and retweet everything and nobody can stop me that is absolutely wonderful hey caleb i would say like the uh like the old miss fan told lane kiffin get a burner phone man Elaine Kiffin needs a lot of help um, on a lot of levels. Caleb, give the people your opening statement. Um, so Kyrie Irving, I guess, said, okay, I'm going to fulfill my promise to re-sign with the Nets, but screw you, I'm going to force my way to the Lakers. So I thought that was an interesting thing. Uh, not, not wanting to be LeBron's sidekick, but then realizing, oh, my best time ever was when I was LeBron's sidekick. So... I'm interested to see how Celtics fans react when uh, LeBron and Kyrie sweep them in the finals. That'll be fun. Um, And then KD wants out. And I think the top teams I saw were the Celtics and the Heat. Um, The Knicks, did I see, maybe? Uh, I don't remember. The the third one I saw was Phoenix, but I think... Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. But I think after giving Booker that... um, Super yeah, it kind of just deal. makes that impossible in a way. Exactly. I, I, I don't see him going to Phoenix just because of what they're saying, Booker. I don't think the Celtics would even bother with him. And I know that he said he wanted to go back to the Warriors, but him and Draymond don't get along. It's been proven. And, uh, and I, I think Miami is probably the stop. But you think Jimmy Butler and Kevin Durant are going to get along? I don't. Jimmy Butler gets along with nobody that's better than him. So, all, all, all I'm yeah. saying is, all I'm saying is, when he goes to South Beach, give me credit for my call last week. No, I'm with you, Ryan. I think Miami ultimately is to stop too, but I think Jimmy Butler is going to get traded again. No, there's, there's no what because th- there was a report yet. There's KD, a, KD is going to go at Jimmy buckets on his Twitter burners, like, "Hey, yo, you should be nicer to your teammate, bro." Like, I know that you brought brownies to the facility, and KD didn't get one because you said he was trash at practice. I don't understand why you would do this to him. It'd be a we- there'd be a weird reaction after KD said yesterday that the only way he goes to Miami is if Jimmy and Kyle Lowry are there. Like they can, neither one of them can be a part well, of the trade. Katie says a lot of stuff, and okay. I don't think ultimately Katie will start it. But Jimmy Butler doesn't get along with people that play better basketball than him. He has to be the number one star on his team, or else he is pissed. So uh, I guess that's my opening statement. I can't wait for uh, Kyrie Lebron part two in LA, and uh, KD and Jimmy Butler uh, soon to be frenemies is a fun storyline to follow.
Nice. Nice. My opening statement's going to go completely opposite of all of you guys. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Well, well, in a good way, I think. Um, I was doing jello shots earlier and uh, watching the American Cornhole League. Uh, if you understand that acronym, that's cornhole. Uh, ACL. Uh, yeah. Did they and tear so- it up? uh not their acls uh these are real professional athletes sir so uh oh but nfl football players when they do it they're just sissies and then you get back on the field right uh, yeah take a salt tablet so you know is what some it is. dirt on it jimmy garoppolo let's go come on what are you doing out there on, on the on the top don't mean to interrupt you mike but on the topic of jello shots um did anyone see what the final number of the t- final total was for Jello shots at the College World Series last weekend. I think Cade did. Cade, what? It, it, Cade, I was absolutely it did. Um, yeah. Was it eighteen thousand? So I don't Somebody know how eighteen thousand Jello shots. No, so no, no, no. no. Hey, hey, let, let me, Cade let speak. Let him answer. Yeah, watch your fucking mouth, Caleb. That too. Oh, jeez. Um, Fighting words. So. There is a bar right across from Charles Schwab Field. Um, and they, I don't know how long they've been doing this challenge, but every team that makes it to Omaha, they put on a whiteboard, they write out their name, and then fans can buy jello shots and they put a, they keep a tally. And I think last year, Mississippi State, those god awful leg humpers, um, set the record with like 5,000 jello shots. In the first two days alone, Arkansas and Ole Miss blew that out of the water by themselves. Like, not combined, just blew it out of the water by themselves. Um, so the grand total, and I wish we would have known that this was going to get brought up, um, the new record is set by my Ole Miss Rebels at 18,777 Jello shots. At one point, they actually ran out of jello shots. They just started doing regular shots. Um, and I can't do the math this fast in my head, but I want to say I did. I can't remember. I want to say that there was over, probably over 33,000 total bought by all eight teams. I think, uh, I think the final total bill was like $144,000 so raised out of jello shots. One thing this that, is a one day thing. No, no, no this, this was this over the over weekend. The week. Yeah, yeah. Over, okay. Over, okay. over like the world's over like the entire tournament, like during like the college world series, like they're tracking how many jello shots okay. are bought, okay. bought from okay. a fan. So like in total during the entire tournament, Ole Miss fans had bought 18,000 jello shots, but to backpack off gate a little bit is there was a story that came out like that, that Friday, right before the national championship, that there was two companies that were going into this bar and just like, just dropping spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on jello shots. Like, so like these jello shots are for Arkansas fans. These jello shots are for oh. Oklahoma fans. These jello shots are for Ole Miss fans. They were just buying jello shots at their jello shots and just like saying, hand them out to each fan base. Like we'll supply it. They were just, yeah. Just so supply so Ar- jello shots all weekend. Yeah. So Arkansas and Ole Miss already hate each other as it is. And they kind of emerged as the two leaders. Um, you know, once it all started, Arkansas is, I wouldn't say really sponsored, but they're quote unquote sponsored by what's called banded brands. Um, they're a big duck hunting company. Uh, personally, honestly, one of my favorite. So they actually showed up and wrote a check and bought uh, over 2000 Jello shots. 
I forgot like how I think it was like nine thousand I think dollars I think. Um, so then an Ole Miss alum who's sponsored by um, Realtree, he came in and was like, okay, we're not going to be outdone. He bought two thousand Jello shots for another nine k, and it just kept going. And like Ryan said, like I think eventually one company just showed up and was like, okay, we're just going to start buying it for everybody, and and we'll just use this as like a tax shot off to some sort. Um, and I've actually got the numbers here. Like Arkansas, it finished with uh, just shy of eighty seven hundred. Auburn, very disappointingly, had four hundred and thirty. Notre Dame, which they're Catholic, uh, six hundred sixteen. Oklahoma, eight hundred forty three. Ole Miss, 18,777. Texas, honestly, Ryan, I'm kind of disappointed. 319. That's, Texas A&M. Texas A&M, 1327. How you get beat up by a bunch of Catholics? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Stanford, for all teams, at, at a whopping 231. Oh, boo. Come on, trees. <laughs> Come on, no, trees. For, for Austin to say they want to stay weird, having only 319 jello shots is pretty fucking pathetic. Yeah, and you got beat by AM, so that's really terrible. So that's my opening statement. Wait, Texas AM? Texas and Texas AM were both there. Yeah, they, actually, they actually played. Dude, Johnny Manziel probably did all that by himself. <laughs> no, In he two had, days. He, no, he brought all, he brought all the weed and cocaine. I don't even think Johnny Manziel after, is allowed yes. near a college event. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, no, no. He's on a lot of lists where he has to introduce himself to his name. Hey, yo, Johnny Manziel, if you're listening, you're totally invited to parties this semester. I got you, bro. Yeah. Hey, yo, Johnny Manziel, if you're listening, go fuck yourself, bitch. What? <laughs> He's Johnny Football. He's yeah, Johnny he's... Bitch Ball. All right, with yes. that, let's go ahead and get into our first topic. Earlier this week, both the University of Southern California, a.k.a. the fake USC, and UCLA agreed to join the Big Ten due to both schools being tied to the Pac-12's media rights deal when they signed on to join the new Pac-12. The schools can seemingly get away to the Big 12 for very minimum monies. So. Cade, good move or bad move for the Big 12 and or fake USC slash UCLA? Wait, who's the real SC? Uh, University of South Carolina. The Gamecocks. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn right. Um, I think... Part of me wants to say that that stereotypical geographical, it makes no sense at all. Uh, California in the Big in the Big Ten makes no sense money wise. Stellar for the Big Ten because they are they are about to take over the LA market. That's huge for them. They they're going to make millions off of that. Um, feel bad for Lincoln Riley. Uh, I'm sure Ryan has wonderful feelings about him just in general. Um, but he's going to take over USC who probably gets maybe 1500 people to a game, maybe unless they're having like a huge rivalry game. I don't know. Um, and then now they got to go to Michigan, Penn state, Ohio state, um, where they, they actually have a really good tradition about packing out houses. I I went to the Auburn Penn state game last year. That was a nightmare. I, I could not imagine going there on like weekend and week out. Um, they're, they're phenomenal. Michigan gets crazy. Ohio state, much as I hate them, gets crazy. So, um, they're going to have fun, but as far as money was stellar performance, big 10 is about to get rich USC and UCLA. Uh, they're actually going to have more fans show up to their stadium because they're actually going to have some p- facing teams that actually bring their fans to games. So 
uh, I think I think overall overall performance, good decision. Yeah. So the current members of the Big Ten, there's 16 of them, which is why they call it the Big Ten, of course. Uh, you have Indiana University, University of Maryland at College Park, University of Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Pennsylvania State, Penn State, Gurr, fighting Joe Paternos, Rutgers. Uh, you have University of Illinois, Iowa. University of Minnesota, University of Nebraska at Lincoln, Northwestern University, Purdue University, and University of Wisconsin-Madison. So if you are geographically challenged, UCLA and fake USC are far the fuck away from all of those institutions. Ryan, follow up on all that. I mean... It's hard to follow because Kate actually did kind of like uh, tackle a lot of my... uh, my talking points honestly like i don't think there's actually a true winner in all of this um yes big 10 like kate mentioned big 10's getting the media rights they're getting the la california tv money that's going to be good but their travel schedule is now absolutely fucked um they're gonna end up having some trash start times because you got usc and ucla making it out all to basically, I can't wait for USC have to go to the fucking Mar- travel to Maryland, and that game starts at ten o'clock at night, um, because they, because they are just trying to make it work for so the California people get to watch it at a decent time because they need the California money. So no, that's completely fucked. Um, USC and UCLA, um, you know, they're about to get absolutely just ran when it comes to the competition. Um, I think like a perfect comparison is actually what everyone's been saying about my Texas Longhorns not going to the SEC in about a year. Um, I was like, yeah, your recruitment's going to be tremendous and you're going to bring so many studs in because now you are got Big Ten money, Big Ten publicity, but you're going to get absolutely destroyed by Ohio State, going to get absolutely destroyed by Michigan. Michigan State's on the upcoming. Penn State's always a competitive team. You know, Wisconsin has been in, like, how many bowl games straight now? There's – the Big Ten is a tremendous competitive conference. USC and UCLA have been the, been at the top tier of the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 is absolutely pathetic when it comes to competition. So now they're about to get absolutely um, – fucked over in competition and i look at lincoln riley fuck you dude you ran from the ran from oklahoma because you didn't want to deal with the sec hurting your like like successful record now you gotta deal with the big 10 buddy it ain't much better i would argue it's a lot worse too because it's a a lot lot worse yeah a lot of the big 10 teams they rely on this thing called the running game that the west coast hasn't seen since let's just call it the 1980s and, and so, man, hey, Reggie Bush. Okay, okay, so they had one good running back seventeen one. years ago. But I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how my boy Ronald Jones was back in the day. But. Not Reggie uh, Bush. Big Ten teams are about to have fun. This is literally going to be as if they were inviting like App State to come play. That and that is a jab at uh, at Michigan. But these are going to be as a as a as a write off. Like second, third string is about to get plenty of playing time. I got, I got one more part of this, and then I'll let Caleb say his piece. Um, and this is going to, after that, because I know Mike was asking us, like, mentioned the Big 12 and how this affects us. There's already a lot of, te- there's already a lot of talk about which teams are going to move over to the Big 12. Um, I fully on believe the Pac-12 is going to dissolve. Um, this, it's been ever, this has actually been a conversation since Oklahoma and Texas moved to the SEC. 
you're we're about to see the formation of four super conferences this west central north and south it's gonna I'm happen it's gonna happen because the because pac 12 cannot the pac 12 cannot stand on its feet without usc and ucla and in the long run you're gonna see these four super conferences and you're gonna see an 18 team playoff bracket all right caleb say your piece i got a follow-up question but yeah go for it caleb um so my my opening take was I'm interested to see uh, USC and UCLA kind of just play in the elements that they're not really used to, you know, going to like these Midwest, you know, places and dealing with snow and wind and sometimes it's not always sunny and I'm interested to see how that goes. As far as like the competition looks like, again, nobody really, nobody really like, you know, gives a fuck about college sports up in new england like we care about we care about hockey and like other than that like we don't care like oh hey a nice good old boston college boy just got drafted cool like, and that's the last we ever hear of him because he sucks um yeah so uh as far as the investment of college football goes it, it's not it's not there for me but i am interested to see I'll, I'll watch the first two weeks and maybe usc gets a nice little opponent opponent that i see early on and that might be fun um money is going to look good uh usc as much as you might want to just hate on them or whatever the case may be um either either they're cupcakes or they're competitive and i think usc has a competitive squad they got a nice little quarterback they got a nice little squad going i think they might look all right ucla are cupcakes they always be cupcakes and the chosen rosen i don't know where the next one is but i don't know if he's there now um and uh, uh, yeah, but my investment in college well doesn't really change. But I think under what Ryan said with the whole um, uh, super conferences and the 18 playoff or night, night, uh, whatever he said, um, I think that might change my interest a little bit because it's just a little bit more streamlined and I can kind of follow it easier instead of, oh, there's like 20 different conferences and I have to figure out which team I like and just kind of follow through because UNH sucks. They don't have a football team. They're god awful. They're barely Division One. I. I can't remember the last time they played in a game that actually meant anything. So shout out UNH for sucking. Um, yeah. So I think that that's that's my interest in it. I'd, I'd be interested to see a more streamlined uh, college football. So I yeah. love that he is so clear and open that like this is not his cup of tea, and he owns up to that. Because th- that's that's my way with with NBA. I I do not keep up with NBA. You know, when we were talking about KD and and Jimmy Butler, like I'm I'm just sitting in the back because I'm not going to say anything. I, I'm this is where I think we're going to have a debate. Um, and, I'm not confident I'm, about any of this, so you're not arguing with me. No, no, <laughs> I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm actually going to argue with Ryan. Oh, okay. Um, because I want to see a bigger playoff. I do. Yes. I don't see I don't see that happening anymore. If they move to this four-team super conference, they have every argument they need to just say, okay, the winner or champion from each conference, that's going to be the final final take. We're not – I think we're going to see the end of the top four getting in. It's going to be the champions of getting I in. No, oh. my, I don't think so whatsoever because mm-hmm. my, my thought on it – because when you look at these like – these four super conferences, you're going to have to split up some of these other conferences. Like I guarantee you, if we were to split into these four, the you're going to take the ACC, cut that in half. Half of it was going up to the North Conference. Half the other half is going and becoming and joining the SEC into that Southern into that Southern Conference. You're going to tell me that they the NCAA doesn't want Clemens, Alabama, Georgia, Clemens, um, 
<laughs> for like, give me one more. Uh, hold on. Hey, I this is my student. I Virginia love this Tech. kid so Virginia much Tech. right now. Virginia Tech. Football Tech. Virginia Tech. Um, Wake. Maybe Wake Forest if they ever the U. Like I think there's a the there's a there's enough. There'd be enough teams once you start splitting up these things. Like the like I said, ACC will get split back between the North and the South. You know, all your Texas teams are going to go back to the Central region. So A and M, Oklahoma, Texas, Baylor, all these teams they're going to be back into the Central Conference. All your California teams, Nevada, Utah, and all that, all that's going over into the West. Colorado, we'll pull them back into the Central. There's going to be enough big market teams in each of these four conferences that they are going to have to spread it out and probably and possibly make an 18 team uh, uh, playoff bracket. I love that actually. Oh yeah. I mean, like I said, like I- I'm on the same page. I'm just telling you what I see coming is. And here's, 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 here's with, 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 with how, with how much money the NCAA makes as a nonprofit organization. Yeah. Fuck you guys. I don't care. I'm going to say it. Um, yeah. They are going to do everything they can to get as much TV money and as much sponsorship money as they can in these playoffs. And what I would like to see with like the bigger teams and the super conferences, we have a more streamlined system where like, you know, a lot of these like smaller schools are just going to get shaft. Like no question. That's my shaft. But if teams start to play up and you might have a team like, Oh, like, Oh, say, I'm just gonna say this for example, I don't think like they're any good or anything, but I'm going to use them as an example. Bear with me. UMass say like all, all of a sudden, oh my god! Like these these kids are actually like competitive. They're making a stride. They they look like they could compete in these super conferences. Have a streamlined system that like they do with soccer. I'm I, I think that they do in soccer where you can just you know rank one up and take the worst team down and yeah the relegation work. system yeah 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 have that in college football. I would be super interested at that point because then it's kind of like the NFL. Because you have a lot of these teams that you just kind of keep track of standings and it matters. In college football right now, I just feel like it's too messy for somebody like me who's never really watched to be like, to start to get into it. It's just too messy. You know what? You know okay, what? so let me throw another monkey wrench into this, going back to what Ryan said a little bit ago. Um, as Ryan alluded to, every single NCAA athletics competitor across any sport is technically a 401c3 charitable organization. All right. They have an education purpose. So with the development of these four super leagues, as Cade referred to uh, the North South, like Northwest and Southwest, I guess. um, How the heck do you go before the federal government and say, yeah, we still have an educational purpose, but we would just want to beat the shit out of each other. Anybody's topic. Run with it. Who cares? More football. That's actually the correct answer because no one's <laughs> because the NCAA hasn't given a fuck about education in years. No, no. I'm like, you think the feds are gonna knock oh on the God. NCAA's door? Like, hey, <laughs> you know what? This whole no, thing is don't. cool and all. You're bringing in money. Everybody's yes. loving it. Everybody's having a good time. But we're gonna need you to make this a little bit more educational. Maybe bring out the textbooks a little bit. Just. <laughs> Please no. make it more no. educational. No, the fe- the federal- like, no. this football the f- stuff is going crazy. Keep it going. We're okay, to fine. Die to anything they might, they might knock on the door the f- one time and they're going to be like, show us why we should let you keep doing this. And then they're going to show them the bag of money that the NCAA brings in from football alone. And they're going to just be like, okay, 
shut the door kindly and walk away. And so what, what they're what they're gonna do? What they're gonna do is they're gonna look at the federal government and was just like, well, hey, you you know you want to boost your per position and show that you're education friendly. They're gonna start pressuring the federal government. I was like, all right, we'll let you in a little bit more and how we you know our facilities and brought all that. They're gonna start bringing in federal money. LSU will have a brand new library in about seven years. I guarantee it. If the NCAA um, need, okay, so if the NCAA get promises me more interesting football for me to watch, I will vote for whoever they tell me to. I, I will. Bad, bad, bad. Stop. Nope. Now we're gonna we're gonna be dangerous territories now. Give me good football, and I will vote for whoever you tell me to. Quite frankly, <laughs> give me more football to watch. I need it. Inject it into my veins. Oh my gosh, you guys are on one. I love this so <laughs> we, much. We can literally clear you know, the rest of the entire plan for the day I'm talking you, about. You this. know what? One more thing I want to add on, and it's actually going, it's actually going to make Caleb's idea better is all those smaller schools. You can still have them play. They'll be in their own small little conferences that are not a part of those four super conferences. They get to still have their own bowl, bowl games. Yes, I agree for sure. And the NCAA still gets to have that freaking four weeks straight of nothing but bowl games with all these bunch of little schools. Yo, they should put us in charge. Well, no, 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 yes, no. The NCAA, <laughs> the NCAA will never put me in charge because it's both Mike and Cade. No, I will do everything in my power to bring them down. Exactly. But I, I just want to make good football. I want to make good football. Again. I want to make God. I want to make football great too, but I also want to, Put the NCAA no, in its place. Ryan, Ryan wants no, to bring back. No, if we change it, we're, we're giving we're giving these college athletes three million dollars a year to go wild. I'm down. That's a that's the next thing, and I have actually one more take. This is completely off off topic from where we're going, but because you just mentioned basically the NIL deals, the NIL deals would be a massive factor in the in the 18 team playoff brackets because all all these all these uh, student athletes they're getting paid now and kind of getting treated like professional teams from all these sponsors and all good. these partnerships good 100% agree but those deals are going to start one of the, uh, one of the things that was in those conversations these last couple of years is like well all these star players are not playing in bowl games they're not playing in the playoffs and stuff like that uh. you'll start seeing NIL the NIL deals include saying that these players are required to play in the bowl games or play in the playoffs yeah. oh yeah, you could, it, but still, so, that might so what you're telling me is I influence. need to go back to law school. Uh, yes, I need. I need okay, to go I don't want to be in charge anymore, guys. <laughs> yeah, be in charge. Be me. in charge of the NCAA and deal with that shit. Oh my gosh! Like, I, there's one question. Ah, fuck it. I'm gonna go ahead and ask it. So, do it with the NIL deals and this whole situation, et cetera, that we're talking about. Like right now you have a lot of splintered conferences that are watching over a small amount of teams, but in a system where arguably you only have four conferences and whoever wins not only gets bragging rights, but a shit ton more money than when you divide it up across, you know, 15 to 20 different division one conferences, how much more to act each individual conference get involved with nil deals then because we see so much interference at the school level like for example as uh ryan earlier earlier alluded to very eloquently as well uh clemens university uh they have a whole nil department all right what that works on getting local deals for these kids so how much more does the each conference get involved 
it's like free agency. I think what you'll end up seeing is that um, each each conference, if it does develop into these, are, when you ask this question, are you approaching it like these four super conferences have been built? Yes. Okay. I think what you'll what you'll end up seeing is that you'll end up seeing each conference build up their own department like Clemens did and basically what AM has done as well. AM's just not even hiding it anymore at this point. Uh, but no, I think you'll end up seeing a specific, um, each conference will have their own big office and will have an entire section of the office developed and to, developed in building on towards NIL deals that are going to focus on both like paying money towards the players and paying money towards building up the facilities and building up the education system and building up the the buildings on the campus as a whole. I agree with the, most of that, except for the education part of it, because it's that's, the NCAA. I agree, but that's how the NCAA gets the federal government off their backs, is they tell, so like, well, we're building all these partnerships in NIO deals and we require them to not only spend money on the players and our athletic programs, but part of the, with them doing that, part of it is they must spend and put money to upgrade our education system as well. Other opinions? I don't know. You lost me at all the contract talk i just wanted good football guys like goddamn is that too much to ask <laughs> just give me one more product to watch i don't want to watch the fucking usfl are you kidding me oh well that's that's the nfl that that's their fault yeah i i guess to be fair i would also like to see the aaf instead of the usfl but that's just give me, me. the xfl nah. if you smell like give me give me that before every game Instead of the national anthem, they're like, if you smell what the rock is cooking and the ball kicks off and everybody's electrified and it's great. And there's all these Cub Scouts saying the Pledge of Allegiance. It's really confusing. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Cade, got anything else to add? Uh, I don't know. The NIL deal right now is a mess. Um, I think we are going to see some regulations, but I don't even know. That that's a that's a tough cookie. Ryan Ryan has done a really good job of explaining his his thoughts on it. Um, I think I think they just opened Pandora's box, and now they're trying to shut it, and it's it's too late. I don't think the NCAA. I don't think the NCAA ever try to shut it. I think at this point they have to embrace it, especially what's going on with the schools like A and M. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, how, how how fast do you think? Have we all seen the video? Of Texas A&M. Oh, that recruiter that basically just threw the entire program under the bus. Yeah, exactly. After, after Jimbo did all that work fighting against Nick Saban, and actually yeah. had and thanks Jimbo, you had me actually defending your ass against Saban, and then your fucking recruiter goes and does that. Yeah. So everybody, so, everybody here other than McChesney has seen it, right? No, no, Cade, go ahead and just describe it generally, so we're all right, on the so, same page. So I think if everyone has been living underneath a rock. Um, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban got into a beef about uh, Texas A&M taking over the number one recruiting spots, um, and Nick Saban basically called them out for paying their players. And Jimbo Fisher came out and was like, no, we don't pay our players, and whatnot. Yeah, they are. Uh, Anyways, this beef's been going on, and then a video broke out um, just a couple of days ago of recruits walking, you know, out on the field, you know, they're getting the tour. They're, they're showing them all the, the lights and the gadgets and all the cool stuff. And the recruiter basically turns to them and says, 
you're going to be getting all this money and he's not showing him money or anything like that. He's just using it as a metaphor. You're going to be getting all this money from the people who sit in those fancy suites up there in their suits. Now you're caught red handed. You are paying your players. I just want to know how fast do you think he got fired? Like five minutes, an hour. What do you think? I'm sorry. I think you said the wrong thing. I think you meant promoted. Oh, he got promoted. Promoted. Okay. Okay. Sorry. How fast do you think he got promoted? <laughs> He'll be promoted after the holiday weekend. I mean, the, the band, the man turned basically looked at all of these five star recruits and just like, yeah, you see those boxes all there up there? They're going to pay y'all some heavy money to come play for AM. And that's, God that, damn it, dude. That, that's what it is. That's what it is. All right. We've talked a lot about college football, and I'm going to leave us on this one quote from the great, illustrious, wonderful, not saint-like, but should be Steve Spurrier on a fire at the Auburn University library that destroyed 20 priceless books, some of which were written on literal skin. The real tragedy is that 15 had not been colored in yet. So round one is done. And by God, I think I need a refill. But coming up, we'll discuss the Stanley Cup, the USFL's championship game, and our picks for this year's Nathan's famous 4th of July International Hot Dog Eating Contest. You're listening to Plaster Negotiations. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back. Now let's get into a flight of opinions. So let's start off with, in an alternate universe, former Braves first baseman Freddie Freeman is actually still in an Atlanta uniform. This week, after Freeman seemingly fired his sports agent and team at Excel Sports Management, it was revealed that Freeman was unaware of Atlanta's counteroffer, which, after taxes, would have netted the 32-year-old veteran more take-home cash over time than the current deal with the evil empire that is the Los Angeles Dodgers. like West fuck, Coast Yankees. Fuck those guys, West first of all. West Coast Yankees. <laughs> if you're really looking for a reason to hate the Dodgers, just look up all of the families that used to live in Chavez Ravine before they were thrown out of their houses very just awfully by the police anyways all that aside let's start with mcchesney what is your take on the freddie freeman situation um so i guess i'll lead it off before ryan gets into his interesting uh tidbit um i think it's wild that freddie freeman if his agent didn't suck would still be an Atlanta Brave with the PR nightmare he went through when he signed with the Dodgers as being like, you know, this kind of, I, I know most people view Freddie as a good guy. Um, Freddie is one of the most beloved players in baseball right now, as he should be. He's just overall nice dude. I think nobody has any complaints to say about him. Um, 
But the PR nightmare he went through was going to the evil Empire Dodgers and just being like, oh, my God, like, where are your morals? Like, go play for a team that isn't the goddamn Dodgers. Like, you're playing with the villains of the NL and all this. But it's just wild to think that he was two seconds away from, you know, sticking with his hometown team and just being as good as gravy and hanging out and crushing baseballs in Atlanta and the still playing for probably what is his favorite team in the MLB still. So as much as I want to go on to Ryan next Cade, uh, this individual, I set him up. God damn it. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Worst things have happened to better people though. Cade as a <laughs> former employee of the Atlanta Braves, what's your take on all this? Oh yeah. I, I feel like that might've been a biggest loser of the week there. He 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 gave you the alley oop, man. You, you, Mike is the loser. <laughs> you could have slammed that home. I, I really could have, but I didn't want to. Instead, because of I know Shaq what's Daddy, coming. He went Isaiah Thomas and missed the yeah. layup. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not I, talking Detroit I, Pistons Isaiah Thomas. I'm talking about just, Cleveland Cavaliers Isaiah Thomas. We, we oh, yeah. see the avalanche, pun intended, that is coming from Ryan here in a few minutes. Oh uh, yes, so, oh yes. So the oh here we filler. okay let's. I, I want to dive into this. I really do, but I never. I see Ryan is sitting here just waiting. <laughs> He's itching. He's to pissed. Get on I set air. him up real good, and it was wasted. Oh, for fuck's sakes! All right, um, Cade, we'll come back to you. No, all no, right. no, no, no. I won't go last. Let Cade go. All right, all right. God, go. Damn it! Fucking um, damn it! I. Part of me. I'm hearing, so sorry. Part of me hearing this story has given me some sympathy for Freddie because I was very frustrated at Freddie. I, I basically wrote him off. I own it. I did. I wrote him off. I didn't care for him anymore. I'm a Cardinals guy anyways, but I mean, coming from the Braves, um, I was honestly a little bit hurt about it, but no, it was about $8 million overall that Atlanta was short on the LA deal. Okay. So okay. he was being a little bit more, uh, a little bit more picky than Mookie Betts saying, yeah, no, I'm not taking your cheap ass discount. On when it comes right, to when it, right. when it comes to with, Boston, when it comes to Boston, I think like like Caleb mentioned, they just stopped offering him. I think once they realized that they were going to win the World Series, it's like well, we we we're completely out of the price range now. Right, and there's a huge difference between Massachusetts to LA taxes as opposed to Georgia to LA taxes. Like Georgia's like what's taxes? LOL. Whereas Massachusetts, Massachusetts in LA, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the main difference here. So, so the money he would have made would have been a lot more, obviously, as Stoats mentioned, with staying in Atlanta versus now moving out to Satan's country of L.A., um, where he's paying a shitload of taxes on his mere $8 million extra dollars that he's supposed to be making on these deals. So... All right, I'm going to formally pass the torch over to Ryan. I tried to do it informally. And let let him take this away. I'm excited to hear this one. This is all my fault. Go ahead, Ryan. Tell us your thoughts. All right. So I want to say this real quick is three out of the four members on on this panel, um, like, like, like Kay kind of mentioned, like we had a group, we have a group chat. This is before we started the show. Mm. When 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 that deal got done and Freddie was going to LA, Cade, especially because of his past, Mike and I, because we're just the diehard baseball fans, where we ripped, we tore in the Freddie. There was a lot of emotion. 
we were pissed. Not as I don't think there's I don't think there's a single ounce of us have any love for the LA or the Dodgers. No, not one. Agreed. And Agreed. My, Agreed. Mike, Mike, especially because he's worked, he's worked within the Boston Red Sox organization and their minor league levels. He was still f- pissed and fuming over Mookie Betts. Yep. Uh, and just adding, will always be me and, too. And just adding Freddie on top of it, it just was. It didn't help. I mean, me, I'm somewhat of a Colorado Rockies fan. Um, as, as much as you can be, as days. much as I can be these days, I despise the Dodgers just for that reason alone. Just because I'm sick of the, being in the division with them, seeing them get Mookie and seeing them get Freddie, I was like, "Fuck off!" For once. Um, and then Cade working for the Braves, he was pissed. This is a giant fucking PR stunt by Freddie. You know. Oh, please continue. Told you. Told you. This is a giant PR fucking stunt. By Freddie, and I say that because when he first went to LA, we like we torched him, to, torched him to him, but that was countrywide. He got ripped and ripped and ripped. The only part I, I was, I actually had some sympathy from him because he went to LA is because he's from California. He was going to his hometown team, and that was the little only sympathy I had for him going into that, but it doesn't this it, it like it doesn't take back like it was like it was like 95 percent fuck you freddie five percent okay you're playing for your hometown team this past weekend or i don't know this past weekend or the weekend before he goes and plays a series in atlanta and they had this home thing of him welcome back freddie thank you for the world series thank you for the mvp he got his ring which i will also add atlanta owes Cade a ring as well Ooh, that's another conversation that we will dive in that could take 30 minutes. Um, but it's this giant, like, it's Freddie, Fre- Freddie Freeman weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. And it, it just, like, you know, you see Freddie crying, like, oh, it's going to be back in Atlanta. Like, you know, so many good memories here. He's crying on the bench and all that. You really feel for the guy. And at first, and then, like, this story breaks. He, fire his, he fires his agent. This whole story breaks and is like, well, he there. He, the 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 Atlanta deal was kept from him. Okay, what fucking stopped the Atlanta Braves executives from contacting Freddie Freeman? I like, I think that's wrong. Like, you have to go. You have to go through it. You have to go through the agent. I don't. Yeah. Think they, I don't think they can. Do you? That's part. I'm, yeah, because, they do. because I because I because I'm I saw an episode. I I saw I'm seeing people other former executives former GNs talk. That they have made the comment and saying, I reached out to when 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 I knew when I knew a player was leaving and we couldn't get a deal done, I reached out to the player directly. And to say, Are you sure you want to leave? Is what what are you looking for? Because you're not always gonna get the clear answer through that agent. Like you like is there really gonna be a problem if Terry McCarrick, Derek Schiller, or Alex Amphilopoulos, like n- None of them are just going to reach out to Freddie and say, like, hey, like, what's going to keep you from coming back to Atlanta? Like, what can we do to try to match this L.A. deal? You know, there's this whole story coming out that's saying that, like, at the last second that they matched the L.A. deal. And they didn't. And the agent was still eight million dollars less. Okay, eight million still pretty close to what from the original original negotiations. But. I'm just saying, like, why would the agent hide that? Because they make it for, like, correct me if I'm wrong. When an agent gets their percentage of the contract, it's still going to go through the L.A. taxes, is it not? 
Uh, yeah, it depends on where the office is at, but um, for Excel Sports Management, because they have an office in L.A., yeah, it's going to be subject to California and Los Angeles County taxes. He's going to so. be able to make more like local marketing kind of money, is it not, if he's in L.A.? Uh, but how can you say that? This is the point that I wanted to bring up, and thank you, Caleb, for this, but how can you make an argument that a second or third fiddle player on the Dodgers could actually make more money in the long hole in LA as opposed to being the big fish out in Atlanta. Maybe they just don't have that much like um, that, that much like uh, real life, like marketing kind of connections in Atlanta than they do in LA. Uh, and again, I, off the top of my head, I don't know how marketable Freddie Freeman is as a dude. Like how many commercials I've seen Freddie Freeman in, but again, I don't see that many baseball commercials anyway. He's so. he's he's oh. way more he's way more marketable in, in Atlanta when he was the face of that franchise for so many goddamn years, way before Acuna got there, than he would be in the in Acuna. the and and he would be in the Dodgers when they have still have fucking Justin old ass Turner, Mookie Betts. He's like, like Mike said, he's basically like almost a third, like number three, number four, second tier player on the Dodgers, just because of what that yeah. franchise is. Where in, in Atlanta, he's the fucking face of the organization. Who and delivered you, the first you, world series ring since Chipper Jones. Okay. Could you, could you imagine the PR from promotions for, to have Freddie Freeman as a sponsorship? With his with his ring in L.A. All right, in Atlanta. Thank you. Dude, you cannot beat that down there. So I was originally raised in Greenville, South Carolina, which is about ninety minutes away from Atlanta, Georgia. And holy shit! Like when this kid was in three A, the only thing I heard about down there was Freddie Freeman. I mean, fuck. When I lived in oh Alabama. Fuck, when I lived for a year and a half in Florence, Alabama, when it came to baseball, the only thing that was talked about was the Atlanta Braves, and they were three hours away. Yeah. The Atlanta Braves market spans so much, so many goddamn states compared to what the Dodgers do. Yes, I know the Dodgers are the Yankees of the West. Caleb, you're not wrong there. But in the long run, marketing-wise, sponsorship-wise, and all this money, there's way much more fucking money out there, not just for Freddie and for that agent. He was going to make way more money staying in Atlanta, especially coming off a championship season. It baffles me, and I call bullshit, that the agent would not present Freddie with a deal to stay in a way more like positive marketing environment-wise for $8 million less. Like there should be some sign off that you have seen every offer as a player, I think, across all leagues. I, I think that. Would and who knows? Who knows if that uh, that offer from the Braves was sent like twenty minutes before he sat down and signed that Dodgers contract, and it was just like, oh, we know. Oh, we know now. Like uh, Freddie's agent sent uh, Atlanta this proposal that says. This is what the Dodgers are offering. If you don't match it, you're done. And that's it. You have an hour to respond. And he didn't hear back. I mean, at the same time, and the correct me if I'm wrong, because we're talking about like regulations of what you can and cannot do. Is there any rule in the Major League Baseball that a player cannot speak to an executive during contract negotiations? Uh, that goes a little bit into tampering. <laughs> but but if free is it tampering when it is like open free agent market? 
Like, if it was during the lockout, sure. Like, okay, yeah, that's 100% tampering. But, like, when we're, like, they're open and they're working and, like, we weren't have a lockout going on when this got done. No. Like, could, like, is is Freddie allowed to, like, go into the executive's office? Like, could have Freddie gone into Alex Anflin's office and said, like, why is, does Atlanta not want me? What's stopping him? Yeah, from he could have. He could have. Yeah. yeah, he could What's have. fucking stopping him from doing this? And, like, why am I just, why am I not getting any offer from Atlanta. If that was truly the case that there was just no offer from Atlanta and it just like LA was the only one that had anything on the table. Bullshit. So uh, the only rules um, that go against what you were asking, Ryan was um, within major league baseball players from your organization cannot reach out and tortiously interfere with a contract, which basically means that they can't act in bad faith, which is very, very vague. That, yeah. Fair. Right. But I would also make the claim that's him going to uh, the to the GM of the, uh, of, the, of the Braves office and saying like, hey, I would love to stay in Atlanta. Is there an issue why there's not a deal? I don't think that's bad faith. I think that's sort of like a massive positive situation. Oh, no. And tortious interference mostly goes against the clubs. Mm, right? Okay. Okay. So, like, a, a player in any of those negotiations is not going to have um, the actual power that a club could have, right? Because, you know, like, if I went to the American Cornhole League this year, for example, uh, recruit me, um, and said, I want $200,000 salary per year, like what leverage do I have? Whereas those guys, if I'm a cornhole player, like that, you know, business wise should be valued around $50,000. And they said, well, we'll give you 10. That's more tortious interference than otherwise. Like Freddie did not hold those chips is what I'm getting at here. No, but I, I just still think like if he was truly this upset about leaving Atlanta, I think we would have seen him be more more vocal back during the offseason than he is being right now. And the whole thing like overall it comes down to like he would he he got absolutely ripped when when he first left. And now, you know, the Freddie Freeman weekend series happens and now it's all this is breaking out. And now like the majority of the of the viewpoint is poor Freddie. Because now he's stuck into this was a thirteen year contract that has no player option. Yeah, with wait, deferred wait, wait. payments until twenty forty. Contract as a thirty three year old player. It's a it's a well it's I don't know I. It's basically like he plays six years and then it's a deferred contract until twenty forty. Oh, okay, yeah. So like we just celebrated uh, Bobby Bonilla Day yesterday. Basically that situation. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they're also doing that with Mookie Betts too. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> should still be a Red Sox Mookie Betts. He sh- well, he should be. Like, if we're, if we're in in an ultra universe, Mookie Betts is still in Boston, and Freddie Freeman is still in Atlanta. Well, no, 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 no. It's not quite that the same thing with Mookie Betts and the Red Sox because John Henry and Heim Bloom just kind of said, "Yeah, no, screw you, see ya." Again, my my <laughs> again my take on that is once they realize and they're about they to do the same thing to Bogey. <laughs> well, they are, unfortunately. But again, my, my take on that one when it comes to the Mookies, I think they just Boston realized, like, oh, fuck, we're about to win the World Series. We can't afford him. All right, let's go ahead and move on. 
let's move on to a sport that everybody has already forgotten about hockey champion i'm wearing my hat hell yeah he's got a boston bruins hat that he yeah we suck yeah well and made the playoffs that's okay. They're gonna. They're gonna be. They're just gonna go. They're gonna be the Flames now, and they're just gonna like go get bounced in the first round. Be like, oh hey, we were there. Like, yeah, most likely, most likely. Anyways, another uh, member of our panel is celebrating a Stanley Cup win, as he said in the beginning. So let's go ahead. Let's go into way too early predictions for next year's Stanley Cup, starting with a fan of this year's champions, the Colorado Wait, can Avalanche. can I ask Ryan a question? Of course. Well, that's my turn to speak, so absolutely. Uh, are, you, are you old enough to remember the, uh, the last Avs Cup? Um, I, I was alive when both... You were both... alive, but were you like able to remember it? Oh, fuck no. I was, I was one-year-old in 96, and I was like five or six in because one. like with the Patriots first three Super Bowls, I was born a month after the first one. Okay. And then uh, I can't remember the other two. From, so from what I've been told, <laughs> from what I've been told, cause I was talking to my parents about it. They said like, when again, I was like five years old, um, they turned around and said like, I remember my dad watching it and like ensuring on the abs um, and that they, you know, my parents were like, Ryan, the abs won the Stanley cup and five-year-old Ryan's like, Meh. You, know, you know what's crazy? None of my parents cared about sports. So it wasn't until 2012 when the Patriots lost the second Super Bowl to the Giants that I'm like, oh my God, like this is this is my life. But yeah, I mean, complete opposite for me. I mean, like if you if you've met my father, the man's an American treasure. It's nothing but sports. Um Bart Benner is. But yeah, I mean, to basically the tally off what you're saying is I was not old enough to remember the first two. This feels like my first one, even though it's okay. the third, third for Denver. Like me with Super Bowl Forty Nine. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, you know, I, you know, Sunday night, from what I remember, before I celebrated, is I broke tears um, and just was crying. You know, had fa- friends and family call me, just celebrating as well. It was a, it was a good fucking night. One I'm gonna remember for a while, at least what I remember, because I do not remember going to bed. All I remember is waking up at seven thirty the next morning, just like half hanging off my bed, and just like, oh fuck, I gotta go to work. Uh, so ch- I woke ch- up to a lot of pictures <laughs> of me. I'll share them of, with you one day. Of me drunk of a cigar in my mouth, like I am. You can look at you look at me in these photos. There was nothing in those eyes. Ryan went on an adventure, but Ryan, let's get back to the topic at hand. Who wins next year? I have no fucking idea. Abs back to back, baby. I absolutely have no idea because this offseason is about to be wild. I would love to be biased and say the abs are going back and winning the Stanley Cup, but even I'm unsure because we have significant free agents on on the free agent market. Like right now, if the season were to start tomorrow, we don't have a fucking goalie. They got the money. They can afford anybody. We only have 26 million in cap. Ooh, yeah. Let that merchandise merchandise money roll in over the next week. That'll change. Tampa's in the the exact same situation. They have a couple key players on the free agent market as well. Um, So both these rosters, like Avalanche still have their key of Nathan McCannon, Landis Scott, Nico Ranson, and and all hail Kale McCarr. Um, You know, they're, they're on the team. They're, they're there. Um, it's, it's just like, like, like Nazan Kadri, the, the hero of game four, you know, scoring that overtime goal with one fucking thumb. He's a free agent. He's going to get his goddamn payday. Um, 
And it just may not be with Colorado just because we just, especially because Nathan McKinnon, our like the franchise player, he's got one year left on his deal. Solid chance he just gets his extension this summer when the Avs hand him a fucking blank check because that's they're going to do the same thing to Kale in three years. Um, so I, I know it's a massive question because, like, I don't know. If, I think Tampa and, and the Avalanche will both be for sure in the playoffs next year. Will they be playing for the Stanley Cup final? I don't know. We're going to have to see how this offseason plays out. Um, but one bold prediction I have, and a lot of people that give you follow hockey, they're going to laugh and say, fuck you. Toronto will go to the second round. Toronto. Ooh, would you put your money? Would you put significant money on that? Like 30 bucks. <laughs> so no. So no. But I, I don't know. Tor- Toronto's a good enough team that they should have got past the first round this year. We've been it, saying that for the past decade. Yeah, they also took Tampa Tampa to seven. They're the only team in this postseason that took okay, Tampa they take Tampa to seven, but then lose to the Blue Jackets in five. <laughs> like I don't know what I don't have to I don't know how to explain it to you. That's just fucking unlucky. All I know is I have a I have a feeling that t- Toronto will get past the first round and die in the second round, but they'll get past the first round. But no, I mean, another bold prediction. I have this feeling that w- you may see a, a, a Canada team playing for the cup next year. Maybe Edmonton d- gets on a fucking run uh, with, with Connor McDavid. Mm. Connor McDavid. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Pro- no, that's a fucking bold reach. I think the Toronto one has more life than Edmonton going to the cup. But yeah. Yeah. That's my boot. I think you'll just see more. I think we'll see more production out of Canada teams next year. All right, Cade, get a word in. I enjoy seeing Ryan this ecstatic right now. (laughs) Watch what happens when the Broncos win another Super Bowl. Oh, I would kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First of all, congrats to the Avs for finally bringing it home. Uh, I'm happy for you, Ryan. Third time, not Um, finally, third time. Well, you know what I mean. First time, um, that they've had they've had a lot of success the last couple of years, and to finally get the job done—that's what I mean. Um, fair enough. Fair and enough. also wanted to give a shout out to former coworker who now works for the Avs, uh, Logan Hastings. Congratulations, my friend. I hope they, boy, Logan. I hope they actually honor uh, and have some code to their to their core and actually give you a ring and let my former employer. Um, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and they've had some success in the last couple of years. They kind of bounce backwards this year. I'm going to say the St. Louis blues make a run back at it. Fuck you. Holy shit. You really had it until you said that. What the fuck? <laughs> God <laughs> fucking damn it. And, and no, that is not a rhetorical question. I ask you what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you could have said worse is the Dallas fucking stars winning it. No, you no, never no. Know. They, they might listen. Listen, if I know anything from watching this press college world series, all it takes the team to get hot. Hey, yo, this That's isn't 2019, it Kate. It's not happening again. You never know. And I say this praying to God that it doesn't happen again. <laughs> See, you've got fear in your eyes. You're afraid of St. Louis. No, I'm afraid of the Bruins losing, not the Blues winning. The only thing, Fuck the only. Blues. Only fucking team that I saw more goddamn flustered than the Tampa Bay Lightning in this playoffs was the fucking St. Louis Blues that started rioting and throwing racist attacks at Nasim Kajic because they thought he purposely injured their goalie. Your goalie's just a bitch. Bennington is just a fucking bitch. I don't care. 
I said unless he's team, playing Boston I, in I game seven. I picked this team just to get this reaction. Oh, yeah. fuck off, St. Okay, Louis. Okay, Cade, I think you take Mike's spot as a loser again. Oh, no, yeah. It's I a you had a unanimous reaction. Just, to it's a just, fluid situation. Oh, God just damn it. Get this reaction. You, I wanted to see this reaction. Oh, uh, so Ryan, I, one I, day I, I say, hope I you'll tell us how you feel about this. I have a prediction. Please. My prediction, as much as I love the Avs and I think they're, they have just as good a shot to take it as anybody else, I think Bruce Cassidy gives a big middle finger to Boston and he goes and wins the cup with the Knights. Oh, oh you, Vegas finally gets theirs. Hurt, but they <laughs> deserve it. They they would do. And then uh, they're playing. It. They're playing the Rangers in the East because I like Artemi Panarin and nothing else. Fuck the Rangers. Let's see them lose. I like except, that. Except for Panera, I like Panera. Yeah, you, you can't hate bread, man. I can he easily told, hate he the told bread Putin man. to grab his nuts. Like <laughs> Panarin is that guy. <laughs> he is all American. Who hasn't told? Putin to grab their nuts. I mean, Alexander Ovechkin. Well, that's that's a low blow. Andre Vasilevsky yeah, from this past series. I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> let's name every Russian and Russian sympathizer. Come on. And Panarin <laughs> is based and he said, nah, screw you, Putin. I'm staying here. You can threaten my family all you want. I'm still going to go to the Eastern Conference final. Mm. Despite mm. you trying to kill my family. Not happening. This man is Dom Toretto, but Russian. All nothing but family. <laughs> and he's going he's going to that final and he's going to lose to Cassidy in the Knights in seven as he says, fuck you, Sweeney, as he holds that cup. Oh, Jesus. All right. This is how, how does the avalanche drop the Stanley Cup twice? <laughs> you guys are gonna... Motherfucker. It, it, you want an answer to that? All you have to do is look at Bo Byron, our 21 year old third line defenseman. The motherfucker on, on a fire truck yelled at the crowd said, I don't remember the last four days. <laughs> that's how you drop the cup. All right. I, I, do, I do have a good question. It off a yacht, but... Or grunt right. spiking Let, it. Let's hear I, it, kid. Do, thoughts on will Lord Stanley ever change? Or are they just oh. going to keep getting it bigger? No, keep, I mean, well, keep going. it's just massive. Keep going. Like, it's keep like, it going. I mean, they're just going to keep, they, re- keep retiring the, the base layer of it. Yeah, that, that's all they do. Is they take they it off and put it to the side, basically, so... Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I didn't. They, I didn't really know that process, so I was kind of curious. They're gonna have two gonna cups. Basically, by the end of it, they're gonna have two cups. Oh, that's what. But yeah, oh, they they've just, had many probably. cups. Yeah, really? many cups. Yes. More they've than had, they've I had mean, they could it. if they. Uh, if you like, putting on the base them layers. Up. Yeah. 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 So. But yeah. No, they just keep retiring like the base layer, and like each layer is in the National Hockey Hall of Fame right now. Um, what's, but, the, what's the what's the what's the oldest team on the current cup right now? Do we know? Like, what was nothing. the last layer taken off? I got nothing. I mean, oh, I'm not sure on question. that. Let me look at this real quick. Caleb is low key the winner of this podcast, or the loser. We, we're still going. Back what if I? Forth. What if I said that was that was wrong? You just called yourself the winner. Yeah, and so you'll be the loser. I'm correct. Today's <laughs> with which team? Okay, no, no, no. Here's what's going to happen. If you call what the first team was without looking on the internet like you're doing right now, no, no, no. The fifth team to win the Stanley Cup, go. You have five seconds. The, the fifth team ever? Two, three. Montreal Canadiens. Four. New York Rangers. Five. Canadians. Canadians. Okay. 
I went with Ryan because I trust his hockey brain. So Stanley, I just know the Mon- Montreal just won it so many goddamn times. Okay, okay, let's see. Oh Jesus! Like I, I'm not even confident of that answer just because of just the the length of the National Hockey League. I just I probably want, say Canadians. I'm, I I trust but that. Montreal feels so, like a safe answer. Okay, so you said the Canadians, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am so sorry. It is the Winnipeg Victorias. We what weren't going to f- get that, Mike. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So first so, off was Montreal so, Hockey Club in 1893. Montreal repeats the next two we're years. in the 1800s. Yeah, in, indeed. God. I mean, don't take the... Uh, don't take the bait unless you know uh montreal victorias <laughs> in 1895 again and 1896 is the winnipeg victorias Winnipeg victorias 1896 <laughs> was montreal victorias i forget the stanley cup has been around a lot longer than the nhl which is why it's the which yeah. just which yeah. is why it's the greatest trophy in sports Indeed because it, it just is. gets gets passed around um that, I, that <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So you're still up for the loss, but that it, worse things have happened to better people, Caleb. Before we close out this this segment, I just want to say two things. Um, hey, John Cooper, um, you don't get the bitch about every single fucking goalie just because you're getting your ass kicked. Shut the fuck up. I don't care if you were a past lawyer. It's fucking hockey. Take the fucking L. Second of Steven Stemkos, have a nice summer, bitch. Suck it! Oh my god, thank you. Why did it take this long to say Steven Stamkos is a bitch? And to tell him to suck it. Yes, yes, indeed. With the mightiest of mouths. Suck it, Stamkos. I love you so much. The the amount if he was throwing an ungodly fit there at the end of those last two games, fuck off, Stamkos. Okay, mostly because we have run way over on time for this segment. Uh, We're going to skip USFL fun and go right to the hot dog eating competition, mostly because none of us know shit about this. Joey Um, Chestnut, greatest all time, not (laughs) obese man ever. So apparently that's Caleb's choice. Gabe? Sometimes you just... Don't break tradition. Joey Chestnut's gonna win again. I'm gonna I'm gonna say over under he wins by five. Okay. Over Don't under with five. the nut. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> nut by five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, I mean, I'm with him. You just Joey Chestnut's gonna win this thing or die trying. Um, but I'm also gonna just add on because on the women's side, there is a women's competition Ooh. as well. Um, Mickey Sudo will win the women's side because she averages 18 more hot dogs than the next person behind her. 30 glizzies. What a queen. Oh my gosh. All right. This episode <laughs> I... has gone off the goddamn fucking rails. Oh wait, it. hold on, hold on. Time to talk. How oh, no, many, we have more. How Please. many hot dogs could you down? Like if they're if you're if your local minor league team had a 10 yeah. cent hot dog night. Yeah. How many could you take down with the bun? Motherfucker, I have a hard goddamn time getting past two because they're just, it's the fucking bread and everything. So, Caleb, your question is a little bit fucked, mostly because you didn't put a time limit. So what's the time? Just throughout a, throughout a game. Nine innings. Nine? Oh, oh for fuck's sake. I'll get two an inning. 
Yeah, so 20 through that. I don't I think I I think I'd max out at like seven. Wait, hold on. Am I having to pay for these or are they just giving it's me? It's 10 me? cent hot dog night. You're you're basically not paying. Okay. We're good. Yeah. It's your no. local minor league baseball team, and they're having 10 cent hot dog night. How many are you downing over the course of the game? I mean, recreationally, or, or is it for competition? I mean, there, there's uh, so many factors. You, you are going in there with the goal to down as many glizzies as you possibly can. Ugh. 30. Let's fucking do it. What? Jesus. Fucking do it. For competition's sake. 30. No. This man is not leaving his bed tomorrow. No, no, no. The only reason I say that number is because I've actually been in a hot dog eating competition and I downed 18 with bread in two minutes. With so bread. good yeah. God. Yeah, that's, that's my point. Hey, like, how, how many could you down? Did you say Cade? me? Or, oh, Cade. Cade. Uh, that's no, your name. I, I, sorry. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't even attempts um uh, i already have a hard enough time eating as it is i have to eat very very slow uh because food will get caught and so uh, he's struggle. he's getting so, like two yeah Ryan? We'll, say, we'll say two and it's gonna take me five minutes to eat both okay so if you if, we're, if, if it's not a timer then yeah then i'm no screwed. timer just just like over the no no no, no no I, no I, I no get that. Fuck i get this. this fuck this two minutes how many are you downing oh it's like three. oh two minutes like three three three, three. If I if I if, if I get nine innings like Caleb was describing, I'll probably get two or three an inning. All right, all right, good stuff. I'm so I, I'm I, I truly don't understand how someone fits seventy five hot dogs in their stomach and not explode. Because he probably hasn't eaten for two days before. But it does. It still takes time for it to digest. So that your stomach. Oh, you're you're assuming he doesn't that. puke afterwards. Oh, he pukes oh, immediately. He does. Oh, dude, he immediately just goes to the back of that pew. And you know uh, they're all like just... boiled and gross. Oh, and all oh they're not even gr- they're not even grilled. They're just boiled. Yeah, it goes to... down easier. That's... It cooks them the quickest. They shouldn't call this the all American tradition. Um, if you boil hot dogs, you're automatically a communist bitch. No, 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 no. Fuck that. no. It's grilled. The commies have grills too. They do. Commies have grills too. <laughs> It's, it's unfortunate, but unfortunately true. They're like, right. they're like 30 year old grills because their economy can't keep up, but they still got grills. Hey, they keep up. They with have an them. economy. They keep up with them. Look at Cuba. Oh, God. Yeah, they have some great classic cars down there. But anyways, the loser, most likely me tonight, picks up the bar tab. But before we get there, we got two more items to cover. This week's rendition of the Alex Moran Player of the Week, as well as we have a story about an infant beginning training to become the next Florida man slash Florida adult. Stay tuned. Stick around. We got more with Plaster Negotiations after this.
Welcome back to Plaster Negotiations. Let's find out who's going to pick up this week's bar tab. Most likely it's me. God damn it. All right. But first, a 44-year-old grandmother brought her infant grandchild on a prison visit to Arcadia, Florida. You know, that's a real hot spot. Never want to go to jail empty-handed, of course. So the grandmother brought in nearly 100 grams of a mix of cocaine and heroin on her visit along with her grandchild. That's so wonderful. It's family time. <laughs> During a search of the women's vehicle, a canine unit not only found the grandmother's parent of the year trophy, but also an additional 24 ounces of smack, roughly 650 grams more of a mixture of cocaine and heroin. Yeah. Grandmother, the year trophy was also taken away. Woman was charged with drug trafficking, bringing contraband into a correctional facility, child abuse and neglect, as well as possession of drug paraphernalia while the child was turned over to Florida Department of Children and Family Services. So, Cade Wileman, what item are you not leaving behind when you go to visit your local correctional facility as a guest for an inmate? I'm just I'm just blown away by this story. Like, did she really think this was actually gonna get through? Like, at what point does it ever click? Hey, I should go smuggle drugs into the prison uh for whoever it is oh my god i'm just blown and maybe i'm just uneducated i'm sorry i'm sheltered i guess what do you what do you mean by smack I, what is that maybe I'm well it, in this it, instance it's like speed either crack. yeah well crack. well no 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 just what she was bringing into the facility itself which was cocaine and heroin so that's what i mean by it either cocaine or heroin, or a mixture therein, roughly 600, you know, grams of this shit. All the kids are using the lingo, Cade. <laughs> I, guess, I guess, dude. I'm just, yeah, this mid-30s I'm just, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. I'm just, I'm blown away by this. Um, the item, I, I I don't even, I don't even know. I, I guess I'm just going with just, why, why not just try to just, what, what's wrong with this basic, Marijuana. Like why why you gotta go hardcore with, with Cuba cocaine and Cuba heroin. cocaine? Cuban Cuba. Latin American. You know what I'm going with this. Cuba Fuck cocaine. That American shit. You know what I'm we, going with this. We going Cuban. Yeah. Yeah. Like Liam Neeson in the 18. Hey, that would be the one item I would take in is some nice that was cigars. That'd the be, the, the one item I'm bringing in. Okay, there's two. The two items I'm bringing in to a correctional facility. One, my Aaron Hernandez jersey. I don't actually I don't actually own one timeout. I don't actually own one. Uh, no, wait, wait, wait. Is it a Florida Gators jersey or a New England Patriots jersey? Patriots jersey one's got the more blood. Patriots jersey because the closest prison is the one he was actually in. <laughs> oh my god. Number 2. Wow. Liam Neeson himself. I'm bringing Liam Neeson. He does he have a set of skills. Out. For sure. For sure. Well, it was to go visit a guest. Okay, that's okay. Ryan, what the fuck do you got? Put it back on the tracks. <laughs> I'm bringing about like maybe 10 cigarette packets, packages of cigarettes. Atta and the, boy. And 
And the reason being is to cause absolute chaos because one of the currencies of prison, because I just know this is cigarettes. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do research. I'm going to find out who the most powerful gang member is in that prison. I'm going to schedule a time to meet him. I'm going to be like, Hey, here's some cigarettes. Give me some information. He's going to give me some, he's going to rat some shit on the, hopefully he'll rat me rat out to some of the other shit going on in the prison. I'll go to that next person give him the information, cause as much absolute fucking chaos as I can, cause a prison riot and start shit in the prison. They so, don't know me. They don't know who they know I am. I just want to have fun. So my one Attaboy. question is, out of the four boring, dorky white guys on this podcast, which one of us is the most likely to go to jail? Stoats. Me. Stoats. Why did I say that? <laughs> I, think, I think my vote would go Ryan, but... I don't know. It's no, close. It, it I don't, know, I don't know what Stokes does. It will but. be Ryan. Ryan's going to go on some small petty shit. I thought, we, I thought because... we had him assaulting kids in Dick's Sporting Goods last episode. <laughs> I, I asked that. I, on, that note, I, I, on that note, I fucking just yelled at some little fuckers last night Work on my shift. You didn't. I fucking did. I just see Ryan having some serious anger management problems with MLB The Show. And then he goes out somewhere and someone just pops off and he just, just straight punches him in the face and then it's on. And then it's just straight on. I mean, that's that's quite possible. I mean, I maybe. But yeah, no, my entire goal is I want to go in this prison, cause as much chaos as I can. Let's, 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 rile up, let's rile up the inmates. Let's get them see who's riding on who over some cigarettes. And, you know, you're going to be the first one to get shanked. Maybe I'm only there as a guest. I'm protected. No, but then this assumption, I said, who, which one of us is the most likely to go to jail? And the votes go to you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that one, but I'm still in the original question. I was like, what what item do I bring in when I'm visiting someone in prison? Cigarettes is definitely I thought the question. One. I thought the question was, what are we taking? Like, what are we going to be if we were the ones going into prison? Well, if you're going to prison, they're strip searching us and shoving hands up our you know what just to make sure that. Damn, you it's know. not like you have thorough knowledge. Well, no, I just watch a lot of TV. <laughs> McChesney, is there something you need to tell us? I watch a lot of TV. That's mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's, that's my crime. I mean, that's that's also pretty obvious. That's that's what. Oh yeah. That, that what happens on there. I mean, again, I want to say like you know because the whole the whole point of the story was the, the grandmother um, was coming in as a visitor. She brought the baby in with her. She ended up bringing smack cocaine, whatever you want to call it, brought it with her. She got busted. So I, in my assumption, I'm bring I'm coming into this prison as a visitor to visit someone. I'm gonna bring the currency of prison and cause as much fucking chaos as I can. All right, Mike, take us home. All right, so we shall. Every week, we all decide our Alex Moran Player of the Week. Criteria is simple. We're looking for an individual who wants to live their best life, the true backup life, all the glory, none of the work. Because you called me out on it. Caleb, who is your nomination for the Alex Moran Player of the Week? And I also got to preface this. I have a nomination for the Alex Moran Player of the Goddamn Century. So please, let's hear yours first. Yeah, yeah. Mine is Zion Williamson. Uh, man's cashed in on that new contract, one hundred and ninety-three million dollars, I believe, over five years. Uh, uh, do you guys want to guess how many games he's played since being drafted in twenty nineteen? Eighty-seven. One twenty. I'm gonna meet in the middle and say one hundred two. 
85. Oh, wow. He's he's averaging uh, 25 points per game, uh, seven rebounds, three assists, less than a steal, and less than a block, over 85 games, and he hasn't played since 2020. So this man is catching checks, uh, eating Dairy Queen, Friendly's ice cream cakes, Mike's brownies. <laughs> he's he's going wild. And he just got a whole lot more funds to do it. So shout out to Zion Williamson. Congrats on the $200 million, despite doing legitimately nothing in your pro career. And he's also heading down to Acme or Felix Oyster House. Preferably Felix, but I don't think he's a Felix type of guy, which is quite the insult. Let's go. Cade. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. He stepped away. Let's go with Ryan Benner. What do you got? Who is your oh. Alex Moran player of the week? Well, you know, I'm for my Alex Moran player of the week. I'm going to actually dive a little back back into when I was um, just a, a middle school fucker for one of my heroes. And the and I think of this dude because right now the University of Texas is on a recruitment stampede with bringing in Arch Manning, um, bringing in a couple more four and five star recruits. Um, but yeah, you know, the last time we had this significant of a quarterback recruit was uh, Mr. Colt McCoy. Uh, this man is a, he's a godsend to the University of Texas. His number's retired. He's celebrated as much as Vince Young. Um, man goes into the NFL, unfortunately gets drafted by Cleveland. And, you know, he... He didn't do too bad until he got absolutely fucking rocked by James Harrison and saw all the colors of the rainbow. And from and from there on out, the man had really no idea how to fucking start anymore. So he's just been an absolute career backup for like the last 12 years. Has jumped from team to team. Spent so much time in Washington, just sitting on the bench. You know, he has to wear not doing a fucking thing, racking up about four or five million a year. Just making decent bank and just relaxing. He's probably still getting paid from the University of Texas on top of this. Um, he's right now currently on the um, Arizona Cardinals. Backing um, up that angry little toddler. Yeah, back up that angry little toddler, um, Kyler Murray. And you know what his contract is this year? He's got a one-year, $6 million guaranteed contract. Good deal. Yeah, do absolutely fucking nothing. So here's to you, Colt McCoy. Keep doing shit. Ride the bench. Get your $5 million a year. Attaboy. Attaboy. Cade, who you got? I'm going to go. <clears throat> my choice is Chad Heaney. And he is. Chad Henney. Is Chad Henney? Henney? Henney. Okay. The way I, the way I was showing was Heaney. So Henny my Watt, baby. I don't really care. Uh, currently signed with Kansas City. Uh, over his 14 year career, he has earned a mere $23 million. Not a whole lot to be a professional athlete, but. I'm not going to complain with 23 million. Uh, he's played in 75 games. Um, most of those being in 2010 to 2012, uh, but he's only started 54 of those. And I will just say literally the number drops off after two, 2012. But he uh, did have one crazy, absolute knocker socks off kind of play with uh, the Chiefs back when he uh, played against the Browns in the playoffs in 2020, I want to say. Save, and save he hit, he hit on that little drag and yeah. won in the game. Yeah. I mean, so the he, Browns he's lost played... to Chad Henney, LOL, LOL. 
I mean, oh, the, the, like the, I the said, man's a the man's bit. a permanent the man is a permanent hero that she's fans and he only had any he, he only took one fucking play. I think that's more credit for the Alex Moran award than this, his money over time. Yeah, he yeah. comes off the bench as an instant hero. Like Andy Dalton's a hero in Buffalo, despite never no ever. No, Andy Dalton is not a hero. Yeah, not on this level. Oh no. Yeah, Stokes is. is buying his jersey. Yeah, no. absolutely is. He absolutely is. He's not on this level in 2019. When people jump on tables, they're yeah, no, it ain't happening. Listen, I'm not saying that Buffalo should have, you know, a righteous opinion on literally anything, but Andy Dalton is a hero to those morons. For one year, you know, fucking Chad for one game. He shut out he he shut down the Ravens on one play and then sent the Bills to the playoffs for the first time in forever. Cool. Now they have Josh Allen, who is sent into the playoffs every single year. They could give yeah, no, a fuck Dalton, about Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton lost it. Mm. Oh, Cincinnati's former pride. Okay. My submission is a man who is part of the Los Angeles Chargers, unfortunately. Still like today? Yeah. Okay. He'll surpass career earnings of $41 million this year which ranks 62nd all-time for NFL QB cumulative salaries. All right. In total, he has started a whopping one hand, a.k.a. five, games and has a 6.5 yards per attempt statistic through 13 years in the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, I present... For the Alex Moran player of the goddamn millennium, Chase fucking Daniel. I forgot that fucker was in the league. <laughs> I didn't know he was with the Chargers. Everybody forgot he was there. I thought he was with Detroit. He's he's everywhere. He, he He's like Jeebus. He's omnipresent. You know, he's everywhere. And he just collects fucking money. 62nd highest paid quarterback of all time who has started five games are you kidding me like and and no offense zion williams great choice all right the dude is injured out to wazoo but he has started more than five games i would assume yeah i would i would fucking hope like this the only time i ever see zion williamson is that he's injured they're like, oh, they they paint pictures of the Austin. Like, oh man, Zion's bulked up. It's gonna be crazy this year. Like, ah, shit. He tore his a, he tore his ACL. He, he rolled his ankle. Achilles. He's out. Sorry. <laughs> he he stepped on a ladybug. He's out for four, four weeks. I'm I'm I got <laughs> from to give, the I, emotional trauma of stomping on that ladybug. <laughs> I have to give I have to give this one the mic though. Chase fucking Daniels. I forgot that motherfucker was in the goddamn league. Fucking that's six. A, that's a good pick. Did you, did you say six highest paying quarterback of all time? 62nd oh, highest geez. all paid QB Math. in the NFL. Still, though, I mean, you think about it. There's only 32 teams in the league. And all time, this guy is 62nd. Holy shit. With contracts like Patrick Mahomes, A.A. Ron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady. Like, holy shit. And this guy is... Within the top hundred, holy hell, that's impressive. Indeed, indeed, it is. All right, 
This week's loser is most likely me. Let's have a vote. Let's have a vote. Who? Okay, so it all for but, Cade. Say I, I, I. All for Ryan. Say I. But what did Ryan do? That's what I'm saying. We're referring to the list. All for me. Say I. I'll say I just because I don't like you. <laughs> Ryan wins. <laughs> Not Ryan. Uh, Cade wins for being a loser. No, we didn't do Stoats. Yeah, Stoats is gonna. He's already eliminated. Yeah, you didn't I, vote for him, and Stoats would have voted for himself. Yeah, I, I'm. So voting loser, I, thought, so. I thought we were you're just the doing loser. Over, so just doing overall votes per person. I didn't. No. Know what so I well, okay. So yeah, because me and Caleb voted for you. You voted for Stoats. Oh no, you voted for Caleb, and then Stoats voted for Stoats. So yeah, I did. I would have voted. Too? I would have voted. I would have voted for Stoats as well. I too thought late. We were you tried to vote. You voted. It didn't work. You're the loser again. Congrats. You actually lose because you you lose because you fucking tried to pull that shit. No, y'all are doing two two different ways no, of counting. You, no, we're you're not. Doing you are one, you're doing one. You're doing one vote per person. I'm doing it. Who gets the most votes? No, for that no, person. No, no. Right, and Caleb voted for you. I voted for you. So either fucking what? Either way, okay, you so, lose again. Good lord. It's okay, like the well, one time what? I want okay, to go well, and do whatever. jello shots on a fucking Saturday that this shit happens. Oh my God. Okay. You know what? Fuck <laughs> all you guys. Loser. Fuck all you guys. Stoke just wants to be the loser. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really do. And you know what? Ugh. We're taking U.S. voting <laughs> rules into account. So I'm the loser because I said so. Um, and so here's what I got to say about that. God fucking damn it. This was a shit show. And I, I, I really appreciate your patronage. I really do. Um, there was a lot of really good points. Today. Maybe we um, need to call Maricota County to come count the votes for us. Hey, Con! <laughs> it is episode fucking three! Yeah. <laughs> the Supreme Court doesn't have jurisdiction over this. They're worried about little kids and shit. So All right, don't worry I'm wearing that. my vote Kanye hat next week. Yeah. Yes, do it. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, I'll uh, start off the episode as I normally do next week, but that's okay. I don't care being about the loser because I've had more jello shots than all of you. So that's fantastic. Anyways, thanks for joining us this week for plaster negotiations. And again, nothing that we said was legally binding. Next week's episode will feature more topics, adult beverages, and this week's loser me trying to do a hell of a fucking lot better. Have a great week. Remember, 21 means 21. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend. Don't pull your favorite Jason Pierre Paul moments off. The oh, pole. damn. You made the joke. Designate me. a driver. <laughs> and my God, please be good people. We need them a lot in this nation right now. I'm Mike Stotes for Caleb McChesney, Cade Wileman, and Ryan Benner. We thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.